0: to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Good afternoon, morning, or evening, depending upon where in the world you are. I'm Bill Kasky. I'm here in the Midwest part of the U.S., and we are on a journey here to part two of our two-part series on how to be a higher achiever. That's not actually the title of it. I don't have a title of it. But I do know this, that I get a lot of email and sometimes even calls from people who are high achievers, already really good at what you do. But you want to do more. You want to be better, but you don't want to burn yourself out doing it. Uh, Grinding is not the way to go from $200,000 a year to $900,000 a year. There's not enough grinding hours in the day to do that. So we've been uh, taking a look and we looked last week. If you have not listened to last week's episode, listen to this one and then go back and listen to that one. They're not necessarily sequential, but I've got seven tips here. We talked about some of the traps that a high achiever faces in last week's episode. I'm not going to go over those again, but I will quickly recap the first four of my seven tips. Number one, get clear on vision. Where are you going? What do you want life to look like? Not that it's bad now, just what do you want it to look like in your ideal future? Number two, what are the required mindsets and mentality? What's your required mentality in order to get to those things? Because if we don't change the mind, we can't change the market. So change your mind first and figure out what those things are. Number three, limiting beliefs. Where are you limiting yourself? You might even call this limiting self-beliefs because these are beliefs about you. This has nothing to do with the outside world. This is only what you believe about you, about your future, about your potential, about your role on the planet, about your purpose, etc. Which brings me to number four, purpose. Why do you do this? What's behind it all? Not just why are you here traipsing around the earth, I mean, that might be part of your purpose, but why do you do what you do in your business? Is there a real purpose or is it just to make money? Hopefully it's more than that. I think most high achievers have a purpose beyond money, and I think it really has to be. Money can be a byproduct and a a sort of a submission but I don't think it can be your sole purpose. So those are the four things that we talked about last week. I also mentioned that I am considering putting together, based on the feedback that I got from the last session and over the last few months, putting together a high achievers small group coaching session, uh, coaching series, I mean. Uh, These would be for people who are in the $200,000 ish range and want to grow more. Uh, If you'll go to BillKaskey.com, the very top, there's a there's a banner there, a very thin banner. you got to kind of have to look for it. Just get on my wait list. There's no commitment there. You're not, I'm not going to be charging your credit card or anything, but I want to know who's interested and who's not. So if you're interested in something like that, get on the wait list. And as I start to craft this thing over the next 30 days, I will let you know and keep you, keep you updated. But let's get back and talk about five, six, and seven. Number five, the high achiever needs to think digitally by building his or her platform. And I kind of dumped this into the same area as personal branding. But a lot of the way you got from where you were, let's just say five years ago to where you are today, a lot of the way you got there was from grinding, was from physically showing up, networking events, making calls, Doing deals, getting referrals, and I think all those things still work. Although I know with COVID, the networking thing probably hasn't so well. But it could be online. But I'm interested in you building your brand online, building a platform, and a platform could be LinkedIn. And I'm not just talking about getting on LinkedIn and linking to a whole bunch of people until you have five thousand connections, and then what? How you get? What are you going to do with that? I'm talking about creating content, digital content online. So people can sample you. People can say, you know, I've been watching Phil's videos, and it's time for me to buy a building in downtown Chicago, and I really like Phil's videos. I'm going to call him and see if, see if maybe he'll work with me. So the idea here is that high achievers want to get to the next level. They've got to digitize their connection points. And building your platform, building your brand is all part of that. I'm not necessarily talking about blogging or vlogging. I'm just saying if you're not consistently producing content, and I like video and I like audio, but written's fine, constantly producing content that's helpful to your market, and that's critical. It can't just be all about you, how great you are, how great your company is. We know. We know because we've asked you. You say it's great. This content needs to be how am I going to help my customer? How am I going to help them walk through the processes, et cetera? Number six, as we talked about with vision, you've got to have a clear understanding of where you're going. Number six is building the plan. I call it the plan suite. And the plan suite really are three or four different plans. There's the longer term, you know, three to five. If some of you want to go 10, you can. I know some people who have 25-year goals. I feel like that's a little too far out there, uh, especially for a guy my age. But I think three to five is a good starting point. Say, what do I want to be, do, have, earn? Um, what, what is my lifestyle? What, is, what do I want it to look like in five years? I think that's a really good space. That's kind of the, the end goal, three to five years. Then we've got the one-year plan. So now we're just shortening it up and saying, okay, in the next year, What do I want to accomplish? What kind of skills do I need to have? What are my mindsets? I mean, some of the things we talked about here, what are some of my limiting beliefs I need to break through? How am I going to build my platform? Virtually anything that we talk about in these seven could appear on a one-year plan. I have all of my small group coaching clients, and I will have, if we do this high achievers program, we'll do it there, create a one-year plan. You would be shocked at, and I'm not going to go through the whole plan, but you'd be shocked about how many people come to me six months into the year and say, my goodness, I've I've I'm done for the year. I mean, everything that I had on my plan has come true, and it's not any kind of magic. It's just that when you write something down and you refer to it often, and as you build as you're building your monthly plan, you're referencing those one year milestones. The goal setting and goal achievement is not that difficult, but when we don't write it down and we don't have a plan and we don't have an action oriented way to implement those things, then it becomes difficult. The third element of the plan. So we've got the five-year, we've got the one-year, we've got some kind of a 30 or 90-day. Some people like the 90-day thing. I'm more of a 30-day guy. Uh, and so that was, would be the next one. And again, you're using your one-year plan to reference when you're planning your 30-day plan. If on your one-year plan is, I need to improve my video skills, and it's August and you haven't done it yet, then get to work. That should be part of your monthly plan is I want to reach out to someone and, and have them coach me on video skills. And then the other plan is probably the short, very short term, one day, one week. I like the weekly plan, but you, you know, at some point you need to know what you're going to be doing every day. And I like to do that uh, Friday for the next week. That's up to you. But those are the four plans in the plan suite. Number seven, the last one is, and I can't overestimate the importance of this, and that is an accountability factor. And I call it a factor because it doesn't have to necessarily be a group. Uh, It doesn't necessarily have to be a person. But you've got to find some way to be accountable to someone outside of yourself for the behaviors required to get to your level of success that you want to. I don't like it to be a spouse or a family member. Preferably, I like to have a coach, someone from the outside who doesn't win or lose based on whether I win or lose. I think there's too much garbage and drama that goes along with that. That's why I don't like spouses to be your accountability partner Um, because they're in the game with you. And I think a coach has to be sitting on the sidelines, kind of looking at the game. And so that's why I like coach, I like small groups. Uh, we have a group called the 2X Group, which is a sales, B2B sales group that is exactly that. We hold each other accountable in a, in a nice, gentle way. We don't spend a ton of time each session on it, but we do spend a little bit of time. And when I commit to another human being and look them in the eye and say, by the time we meet next, I will have this lead generation program written, I have an extra added level of incentive and commitment to do it. And how many times have you you know, studied for, written the paper the day before it's due when you were in school. Because accountability, it's due. And I put it off until the last minute, and that's not good, but at least I got it in. And I think it's the same thing with any kind of accountability group, factor, coach. Just have somebody around you who holds you accountable. They don't babysit you. They don't call you at 6 a.m. to make sure you've rolled out of bed or lifting weights already. They don't make sure you're not eating donuts all day. That's not what an accountability partner does. Accountability partner meets you on a frequent basis, weekly, biweekly, and you check in with each other. So those are my seven things. Once again, if you like these and if you feel like, you know what, I'm doing well, but I think there's another gear, but I don't want to work harder. That's really clear. I don't, I don't want to go from 50 hours a week to 90 hours a week to, to make an extra two hundred grand, And you should not. I said that the first episode. But if you might be interested in what I'm putting together, I'm kind of working out some of the details now. I don't know exactly what it looks like or what it costs or anything like that. But I'm looking for 10 to 15 people who might want to join me on this journey. High achievers. We'll talk more about the money later. But if you're interested, go to BillKaskey.com. Top, upper part, there's a little thin banner there, click on that. It'll take you to a page. And we'll also be sending you out something too. I'm working on this document called the required mindsets of the high achiever. It's not done yet. Probably be another couple of weeks, but I will send that to anybody who uh, puts puts their name on the wait. I will send that to anybody who puts their name on the wait list as kind of a gift. All right, BillCaskey.com. Really enjoyed having you. I'm really glad that you uh, listen every week and we will talk next week.